Chapter 17, Jesus Prays to be Glorified. Prior to reading this, we'll say a quick prayer. Dear God, please be with us as we read this and give us wisdom and understanding and reach us in a way that you want to reach us by what we read and discuss today in this chapter 17. In Jesus' name, amen. Chapter 17. After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed. So what I'll read the last line of chapter 16. So you have the basis. Um, he's, Jesus was saying his, to his followers, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So after Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I'll stop right here because there's a significant verse, the very, verse, the very last one that says, I had with you before the world began. A lot of people think that Jesus first came about when he was born because we celebrate that at Christmas time. And so a lot of people think that's when Jesus came on the scene. But we see clearly here from Jesus talking, praying to to God the Father that he was with the Father before the world began. So Jesus is also eternal and the son of God. I don't fully comprehend the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but I see it very clearly in Scripture. The oneness, I it's it's hard for me to connect it, but um, I I see that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are connected, are in unity, and actually later on in this chapter, that's what Jesus prays that all of us can be that way in the future the believers can be that way with Jesus and God, like we will all be one. And so maybe that gives us some insight to what this oneness means. Um, so we will continue reading this chapter, but he also said, now this is eternal life, that they know you. So that it's really important to know God, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So Jesus was sent by the Father for a specific task. And that's what he also talks about. He said, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. The work that God gave him to do is to share information about heaven with everybody in order to save them. Jesus said that he came for the sinners. That's why he came to earth for all the sinners. And he came knowing he was going to be crucified and willfully doing that so that he could break the curse of death that was 
that all believers, everyone, that all the world, actually, all mankind, has its part of the law. The law of sin is death. So if we sin, it means that we will die. And that's what Jesus came to break that curse, if you want to call it that. But it's the law, like he became the sacrifice for us. Again, it is written so many different ways throughout scripture. But um, once it, you really once we really understand what Jesus did here and how meaningful it is, and it affects every single one of us, what he did on the cross, and that's the only way we'd, we will be in eternity with God is through what is because of what Jesus did on the cross. Getting back to scripture, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you, for I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours." All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they still in the but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. So in this, Jesus is basically saying that everyone that came to him, he kept and he protected. And that's something that really continues to benefit all of us because as believers, we are protected by God. Our relationship with God, with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that provides us strength. It provides us protection. It provides us endurance. uh, It provides us wisdom. All those things happen to people when they surrender. They, you know, basically... Um, repent of sin and make a commitment not to sin and and ask for help in not sinning in the future, even though we're going to mess up at times, but um, just staying on track, staying on the right track. And and that's what God does. The, The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit work together and help people to overcome sin. Through Jesus, Jesus is the one who helped everybody overcome it, but in sanctification, which is a process of becoming more like God and um, getting away from sin and becoming more holy over time, it's that's the sanctification process. And um, that's actually from my study guide, so I can read that to you later, but um, it there is a process involved with it. Getting back to scripture, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have full measure of my joy within them. 
I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world anymore that I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. So this sanctification that I just mentioned um, is a process, and people change as you read Scripture and as it becomes real to you and as things are revealed to you, God reveals those things to people as they read scripture. That's why scripture is so important because the longer you read, the more things you will understand from scripture. And the longer that you are seeking God, when you are truly seeking God and you truly want to know the truth, you want wisdom, you want to know what is true, or you want to help understanding something in scripture, all you have to do is pray and ask God for that. And pray when you ask, when you pray that to God, when you ask God for wisdom, pray in Jesus' name because that is another repetitious um, direction that we are given. That um, Jesus said, if you, if we are um, working on being holy, and we are um, uh, we are committed to God. If we are in that and we truly want that, God knows our motivation. He knows our intentions. He knows whether we're real or we're faking it for somebody. He knows He knows the condition of us. And if we are truly seeking Him and we are truly wanting to become better people, to become more like Jesus was, and we want wisdom and understanding, God will give that to us. And Jesus said, if we are in that process like that, if we've accepted him, we believe in him, if we ask the Father for anything in Jesus' name, he will give it to us. And and it's you have to know that it's not like, I want a brand new car, I want a new house or anything like that. That's Those are material things. Those are not godly things. What our request should be is something that would be within God's will. And so God has a will that there are certain things that he wants to happen and there's certain things that reading scripture you understand what are important to God. And if we ask for anything that is in line with his will, yes, he will do that for us. So um, that's what Jesus tells us, that he will do those things for us. Um, but we're he's not like I heard one person, um, a pastor describe it as um, not like a genie. God is not like a genie. And that's so true. We're not, he's not there to like grant our wishes. We are here to do his will. But if we request something that is in line with his will, then he will do that for us. And that's what Jesus tells us. So that's really um, an awesome thing to know that because you have a good father, God is your father. And he wants to give you good gifts, but we just have to kind of be focused on him is really what it takes. So then uh, Jesus prays for all believers. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me 
through their message that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. So Jesus prayed for his disciples, and then he prays for everybody in the future who's going to believe through the message. And the message is the Gospels, the four Gospels, plus Scripture, everything that's in Scripture. Uh, those are the That's the information that helps us in our faith. Like our faith grows by reading Scripture because you start seeing how true it is and you start seeing these wonderful things when you start reading Scripture and things you never expected before. And that's just a side effect that will happen over time. Getting back to Scripture. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those who you have... I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. So this is another time that Jesus is talking to God, the Father, and he's he's saying, you know, you loved me before the creation of the world. He's talking about being present before the creation of the world. So Jesus is, you know, even though he had the human persona, he was still God. He was still eternal. And that's something that, you know, as we read scripture, we learn things like this that helps us understand or maybe even have more questions, but um, it gets clearer the longer we read. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I may be in them. So Jesus is praying for unity of all of us. And that's something that probably all people that call themselves Christians um, should reflect on because we can be very divided and Christians can... um, uh, sometimes not really act very Christian. And that's something that um, Jesus is praying for all of us, that we may be united as the Father and Son are united. They are completely in alignment as far as God's will. Jesus was the obedient Son who did everything that God commanded him. In fact, later on in other Gospels, there's a time where Jesus is says that he's actually like sweating blood and he knows what's forthcoming on his crucifixion. And he prays to God and says, if there's any other way that we can do this, that you can do this, please let it be done. But if not, your will, not mine. So Jesus was completely submissive to the will of the Father and putting his will above everything else and and then being completely obedient and doing exactly 
what he came here to do. But as his human side, he felt all the pain that we feel. He, he had the same, he had the feelings of all those things. He was, as he asked for the Father to glorify him, he was in a different form here on earth. He had given up all of his, if you want to call it supernatural, um, way of being, of existing, that he came and made himself lesser as a human and um, a God-made human. So that's something that is very interesting to just think about and uh, just think that he went through, he's gone through probably everything that most of us go through and can understand what it's like because he's been through it and he's been through worse things than most of us have been through, um, through the crucifixion and what's happened to him. So anyway, um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but that concludes chapter 17.